0: I just got off a two-week Western swing. I don't have any clean underwear, so I'm doing this one naked.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Rick is in his underwear, after all. It's time to start, I think. Welcome to yet another... I don't have
0: any clean underwear. I just got off the road.
1: Just jump right in there. Welcome to another episode of Prop Wash. I'm Matt Jolly. Joining me today, Rick Peterson in his underwear. Rob Ryder is up early, and he's probably in his smoking lounge attire. And uh, Eric, farewell. Yes, Crazy enough to jump in with us today. We're glad to have everybody here. It's been a busy few weeks here in Lake Wobegon, hasn't
2: it? I I want to mention that uh, I'm fully clothed. Fully clothed. Uh, I'm at my desk yeah. at, a, at a at an office in my hangar. This uh-huh. is this is a, a, a really truly professional podcast. That's right. It's I a reputable sense, business. I
0: already sense you making distance between <laughs> yourself. <shoulders. laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, because because eventually he wants to make a career as an air show announcer, and associating with us might not be the best thing for his career. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> it might idea. be the worst. Although I, I will say, imagining Rob Ryder dressed as Hugh Hefner is just working for me on so many levels. Yes. I well actually I am I am at the Scottsdale Plaza Resort in Arizona for the Americana Folk Music Camp where I am on staff and I am in fact in one of the robes provided in our suite so Jesus. uh I am if, <laughs> I bring
0: Jesus. the music back in made up and end the show right now too I, <laughs>
1: <laughs> little bogs wow. jumped in there I don't know how that happened but uh, all right so uh Eric welcome you you uh you're quite the guy. I mean, you you took an act that that had literally never even been dreamt up before, and you've turned it into this this phenomenon. Uh, not to not to mention a, a great business. And I'm talking about guys that fly around with uh, fan packs.
2: Yes, we, we like to call ourselves the Butt Fanboys, and uh, <laughs> see, I'm not, I'm not that disheartened from you guys. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm <laughs> stuck. <me. laughs> <Definitely laughs> you jumped right in. <laughs> yeah, I have indeed. No, so uh, we, we fly powered paragliders, or what are more colloquially known as paramotors, which is a, a backpack fan and a paraglider above your head. And with my past in aviation and in the air show business in particular, I had this desire to share what I, my new love of, a, of flight, uh, of running into the sky, with uh, the crowds at air shows worldwide. So uh, that happened four years ago, and uh, the rest is history.
0: You uh, you actually were responsible for one of my greatest air show blunders. Uh, the first time I saw you guys and I was rushed and it might have been, it might have even been at Sun and Fun doing the TV thing where I called you. I didn't call you paradigm. What did I call you?
2: Oh, you you had some choice ones. There was Parad-
0: paradigm. There's paradigm. paradigm. <laughs> Paradine, paradigm those guys with the fans on their butts <laughs> those guys I, it
2: actually been- made me very proud of the english language for being so challenging that it could stump someone even as as, uh, as educated as yourself erudite is a term that we often use with rick peterson erudite Area. Just don't ask Rick to spell it. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me to spell it. I'm Googling it right now.
0: <laughs> you guys are a sensation, though. You really are. You you are one of these acts that have brought something new and fresh to air shows. It's spectacular to watch. Some of the guys look at the fact that you don't have a rigid wing and you're flipping around one another and, and cringe, but uh, it's all safe <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it looks like a lot of fun.
2: I think the the entire effort of air shows in general. What, what what drives us all to these places is that we have a desperate desire to share our love of flight. Whether it's the warbirds flying by in a racetrack, or it's you know Matt Youngkin restoring something from from that's way too old to be doing what it does so beautifully, you know. But we all want to share our love of flight, and being able to share a completely different kind of flight was my passion for this its the reason why I did this. And I I think that, you know, when you watch the blue angels fly by and kids look up and they go, man, I want to be a blue angel someday. And and one of them might, you know, one out of the crowd of 500,000 might, whereas this is achievable, you know, an after-school job and they could be flying. It's uh, it's an exciting, exciting world. We
1: live in $8 an hour is what you told me the other day to fly. Yeah. So it's, a fan pack. Well, I d I don't want to call it a, <laughs> a, a anyway. Pretty affordable. I it's mean it's a paramotor. To yeah, fly a paramotor. A paramotor. <laughs> to fly a paramotor. What a deal though. Eight dollars. I want to rewind a little bit because you know, you jumped on the scene and, and everybody just thought you'd been doing this forever and, and in a way you have. But but this struck me the other day. Uh Rick and Rob, you'll appreciate this. Eric's on tell him the number of airplanes that you have now owned.
2: <laughs> I'm on my 50th. Actually, I'm on my 55th airplane. The first part what? of my kit box. You Where were to too this? young. You were too young <laughs> to have had that many airplanes. No, you'll love this, Rob. I, I actually, uh, my, my 49th airplane was owned before my 18th birthday. Uh, I've only owned the last five over the last 15 years. So, uh,
0: so- I, uh, so did you destroy them or what? What are you hard on
2: airplanes? What's going on? Here? There, right. there were a couple that I might have damaged slightly, but not just airplanes. Ultralights as well. I, I wanted to. Know oh, we lost his audio. audio. Oh no! Can you hear me now? Yeah, well, we,
0: we
1: hear you. Did just I just lose everybody? You the lost thing, everybody. You have
0: to get used to. You have to get used to our
2: technical glitches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I okay, just yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We do a live a live stream every Tuesday night, and uh, the gentleman who runs it for us is our marketing director, and he'd never run a podcast before, so everything for him was new. We literally have a slide. because It's a live video uh, feed as well. We have a slide that gets played very frequently that says, oops, something is wrong. John probably messed something up.
0: <laughs> uh, we're foolish we're <laughs> enough to attempt to do this from usually three places, and sometimes around the world each time we do it, because Matt's just back in North America again, back home, but... uh I think we managed to get around most of the glitches. Are you all sorted out there, Rob?
2: Yeah, I think I'm back. Yeah, So you said the the last five airplanes and then everything went blank for a moment. Oh, my apologies. So so my my life story works like this. I was born 100 yards from a runway. Uh, My grandfather was a pilot in World War II. My mother, uh, when she was born became a pilot. My grandmother became a pilot when she married my uh my grandfather. Uncle's a pilot for United now for over thirty years. Uh my cousins all fly. Uh I was basically duped into this lifestyle that I absolutely had to fly. Uh at the age of thirteen, after working for oh, about five years in my grandmother's restaurant there at the runway, uh, I was afforded the opportunity to buy a tail kit for a minimax, a single place mid wing uh ultralight. And I was excited about it. I was thinking, I'm going to build this thing on a little fly before I turn 16. I don't have to wait till I'm 16. About two weeks later, I discovered that ADD kids are not designed to build airplanes. That's uh, <laughs> a really bad plan. Uh, so <laughs> I put it up on this new thing called the internet and I sold it. And the gentleman that I purchased it from said, uh, Wait, you put it on the interwebs? I said, Yes, sir, <laughs> Mr. Jim, I did. He said, I'll give you 10% if you could sell some of mine. And uh, I told him I needed 20 uh, and the rest is history. So I started selling uh, and brokering airplanes. Oh, you're and a and, uh, broker. Oh, okay, yeah. That makes yeah. more sense. Well, uh, I uh, some of those airplanes... Aren't we supposed to hate brokers? Minutes. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a, great, it was a great scenario. You know, before my voice changed, I'd let people call me Erica on the phone because, you know, I'm a 13-year-old kid selling a 182. <laughs> they don't know
1: what I'm doing. <laughs> but it was a good experience. You were literally the kid selling airplanes on the internet. I love it. I, I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah That's that was great. My, my started business. <laughs> that's terrific. It,
2: it, it, eBay, the E in eBay actually stands for Eric, I guess. Oh God, I wish.
1: <laughs> now you have a you <laughs> okay, do have a, you, a you do have a book coming out that that, that tells this story. I'm, I'm sure, and and also promotes your your flight instruction business, which is the real, I, I guess, the real thrust of the air show is to help promote the school. And I and, and so tell us about that because that's a that's a big yeah. part of what you do. Yeah, so uh, I do have a book coming out. It's uh, tentatively titled
2: Farewell to Normal. Uh, the whole concept is <laughs> that uh, if you choose to live life in a way that's disruptful, in a way that's not comfortable, you choose to do things that are challenging, to do things that uh, that... Make you uncomfortable, then uh, you're going to have a better life. You're going to have a life that's more fulfilling, and uh, I find that you know, for me personally, I, I use aviation. I love to fly, and flying brings my brings my soul home. And so, I share a lot of life life stories and lessons through the book, but it's all driven, like you said, to to encourage people to take that first step to to get into the sky. Whether it's flying a, a paramotor or an airplane, it doesn't really matter to me. We actually we have a foundation as well that uh, has the same ethos the, the ethos is get people in the sky no matter if it's someone that would never have the opportunity otherwise i want to take inner city kids from st louis and kids from zimbabwe and i want to have have equal opportunities for them to get into the air and so uh i'm deeply passionate about sharing flights almost like my religion and paradigm is our, our revi- revival tent <laughs> so we get to share all these things and our goal is to get everyone to come and you know learn to run to the sky with us i'd love to see, see the like running Pearson. part it's, yeah. it's
0: it's i know want <laughs> to see to you run. run. It's like okay <laughs> this is a great thing, Rick. You're going to get into the air. It's very economical. It's cheaper than driving, buying a Harley. It's uh, just a few dollars an hour. The one catch, Rick, is you have to run to get going. And I just think,
2: It's actually a misnomer. It's a misnomer. So my my father, my father married into this crazy aviation family 40 years ago. And five years ago, I taught him how to fly and he has two knee replacements. So running into this guy was not an option for him. So you add a 19.8 pound trike in about five minutes to the back of your backpack unit. And now you have wheels. And uh, we actually, we're probably, the goal is for next year at Oshkosh, if we're given the opportunity, we've got a bunch of these trikes that we've built out to have remote firing lasers and fireworks. So we can launch with like 150 pounds of fireworks (laughs) on board and we're going to make Every year, she look like they don't have enough fireworks. I'm
0: having this Austin Powers
2: moment for you guys.
0: Freaking lasers. <laughs> Freaking lasers.
2: <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this, Eric, on, on terms of the, these trikes that you put on. Do they jettison? Can they be jettisoned after takeoff so you have a normal paraglider experience? There are some that can be, but it's not really advisable. And the, the thing to keep in mind here is you don't want to make Rick land on his legs. You got to no. let him roll on that butt. Okay. well,
0: rolling is going to happen eventually with me. <laughs> <laughs> I, He's almost to a stop uh-huh. and
2: over ego. There okay. we go. I just and want to see and eric. i'm I'm thrilled, Eric, that you have joined the community that I joined almost three years ago with uh, with a van's r v six. I love it. It's, yeah, it's the best airplane I've ever owned. It really is, and I, I feel bad to all the other airplanes that uh, that I'm putting down. But nothing comes close to the RV. there's just something about that. They say the RV grin. To me, it's just uh, an RV giggle. Every time I roll it, every time I land it, I'm just I start giggling.
0: Maybe it, that's why Jody just I, I had this this past weekend, and we're focusing a bit on new performers in a way. Um, there's a, a young Canadian woman, Jody Ruger who has just started out on the air show circuit and she's flying aerobatically rob in our V6 uh-huh. and and every video that she has on her face in, inside that she's putting all over her social media is uh, I, I just call her smiles and giggles because every time she rolls that airplane she starts to laugh there <laughs> It must
2: is be something accurate. about it. It, there is something <laughs> about it and and I have never owned an airplane before, so it's the first one, and I was a 182 guy, but there is something about sitting in either seat of an RV six or seven, which is side by side, or any of the RVs, that you become so much a part of the airplane. I forget that I'm moving the stick. I just kind of look where I want to go, and that's where the airplane goes. It's so fun and responsive. Eric, I know you found that. Oh, 100%. I, I remember the, the gentleman who delivered it to me, Nicholas Stolle, he's a phenomenal ferry pilot for anybody looking, uh, but he agreed to check me out because I hadn't flown an RV in 15, 16 years, and uh, he was looking over at me on our first takeoff, and he, you know, we we rotate he looks over at me and he's waiting for me to over control the airplane. He's just waiting. He's just waiting. He's just, and he looks over at me, catches my eye and goes, okay, good job. <laughs> it's <laughs> too sensitive, but it's, you know, I, I sold my J three cub uh, last year in December. Uh, I have a Cessna 120 uh, right now. And I have the kit Fox and I tell everyone the RV is easier to land than the cub. It is more forgiving. I had a, a grass strip landing a few weeks ago, at dog Island, which is a, a beautiful grass runway. That's uh, surrounded on three sides by trees. And it's gusting 25 knots at a six-degree crosswind. And it was not a pretty landing, but it was a very forgiving landing. <laughs> so I'm mm-hmm. super thankful for it. You know, well, Hey, there is another story that I, I really need to get some more clarification on because I read that there is a young guy who decided to go to Oshkosh this year in the most unusual way of traveling to Oshkosh. Yes, Bo Feldman is a—he uh, is a giant man among men. So this guy, if you if you ever meet him, you'll you'll recognize—he's a beanpole thin, six foot tall, eighteen year old young man. He's a private pilot. He's working hard on his A He works at a uh, fantastic uh, avionics shop in uh, Dunellen, Florida, and he decided he wanted to fly his paramotor from Florida to Oshkosh. And when he told me this is kind of fun, I, I, I told him, I said, listen, obviously, we like to support, sponsor, and, and help anyone who's doing something exceptional in aviation. If it has a chance of succeeding, so much the better. And I think you could do it, but you're going to need six weeks. He did it in six days. Wow. And wow. It's, it's really an exceptional testament to the, the strength and fortitude of what we believe in ourselves, because he had everything that could go wrong went wrong. I mean, his engine blew up day one, right? <laughs> He, he has no engine left. He's in the middle of Georgia. He's in an airport that has no FBO, no services. I mean, they had fuel, but they had no no hangar space, no pilot lounge, no nothing, absolutely nothing. And he texts me, and he says, I think my engine blew up. I say, well, Bo, that's something you don't think about. You should probably know. He says, okay, my engine blew up. It's behind me. I really can't see it. <laughs> So I, it was a Sunday morning. I turned to my wife. I said, well, I know we had plans to do you know nothing today and spend time with the kids, but I think I'm going to fly to Georgia and deliver an engine. And, uh, and so I did. And, and he bolted it up and that very same evening. He was back in the air and uh, he crossed mountain ranges. He had the help of strangers. He had the help of a dear friend who was following him in a car. And he, he did it, man, flying into Oshkosh on the Sunday before the show. It's just an absolutely incredible uh, experience.
0: I, I, I hope that he recorded a lot of it with high resolution video and stuff. It must be a, He did. It's going to make for a wonderful documentary.
2: It will indeed. And I, I wish that we'd had the time to be able to serve him and send our production team with him because we, we've made a, a documentary of our, our first experience going to Oshkosh ourselves as as paradigm. And that's up on Amazon uh, prime. If anyone wants to watch it, it's a fantastic uh, little documentary on that, on the whole air show experience. But uh, he he's made little vlog style videos and they're available to see at Bo Pel- uh, Bo Feldman Paraventure on both Facebook and YouTube. Spell that out for us. Yeah, Bo B O Feldman F E L D M A N Paraventure. P A R A V E N T U R E. You're,
0: you're just, doing that for it. my You're doing that for my benefit arts yes. <laughs> 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 <Spell laughs> too. <it laughs>
2: Paradigm. Paradigm. Paradigm.
0: I will be through this system, and I will get you, Matt. I will. I'm on my way right now.
1: <laughs> I, I love that he's oh, 18 my. and that he's that he's inspiring these these kids to to get out there and do it. I I, I got to ask though. Is, so it, if if I want to come down there and do this, or if, if Rick wants to come down there and do this, uh, in hey, a Rick has to in come like on. a a shopping scooter, one of those things you get at the big store, you know, and, and pull it <laughs> out and get what 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 is the investment? I mean, seriously, what what is the investment? For something like this. And I'm sure it's a a, a broad range uh, for the, the Ferrari down to the the Hugo, but but what are you, what are you looking at, Eric, investment wise?
2: Well, for us, it's actually not that broad of a range. We we found equipment that is quality and that is all very similar in price. So we encourage everyone to not buy anything until they finish their training. All of our schools uh, allow you to use their gear for free. So there's no there's no added fee for rentals, etc. You use the uh, you use this and use it, and it's not a problem. You know so. Uh, the actual cost for training is about eight to fifteen days of time, uh, and it costs around thirty five hundred dollars. It's thirty six forty right now with credit card fees included. Uh, and then after that, the equipment you're going to purchase, you'll spend between nine and fifteen thousand. It really depends on if you're going to add trikes, if you want extra wings, that sort of thing. So it's fairly affordable. I mean, you're looking at the price of a of a low range Harley.
1: There you go. Yeah. And Rick Peterson barreling down oh. the runway with lasers. Coming to yes. AirVenture in uh, 2020. That, Dennis Dunbar would, would pay to see that, I think, uh, Rick.
0: And I, 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 although not allow me to land. it'd be just through <laughs> and back home and people would be sitting, or what the hell was that?
2: Who, was that? Who was <laughs> Well, that? given our, our range of speeds, you know, I think we'll see Rick at about 22 miles an hour flying down the flight line of uh, 1836 for about an hour and a half. So, Yeah, yeah there <laughs> he goes.
0: <We'll> away,
2: <laughs> He's still going. So Bo Feldman, flew all the way at tw- about 26 miles an hour. Ground- mm-hmm. uh, actually, he's in- flying a more advanced glider. So the, our gliders are everything. The motors are all the same. You can, you can see the same motor that we utilize in the school in the paramotor acts that we put on at, at air shows. So I, I'm flying the exact same engine that we use in the school. Uh, however, the gliders are radically different. And in the space of two minutes and for between three and $4,000, you can change from a Cessna 172 big floaty safe to a pit special or an extra. And I just lost my audio again. Now,
0: that's all right. We'll just move along. You can't hear what <laughs> we're saying about him right now. Anyway. That's right. So. <laughs>
2: well, so when I, I was again, in and out guys, <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> that's all right. Don't you this worry. It's going to be the Rob Ryder show for the that's rest right. of the time. Guys, I can't hear. I can't hear. I can't hear. Somebody <laughs> help. Matt, me. I, think Matt's, I
0: think Matt's playing with him. The, uh, so between
2: so so you could change to from a from a Cessna one seventy two to a what? To a pit special or an extra three thirty. You have much more dynamic speed, much more dynamic roll rate. You have much more control and, and less input required. So he was flying a wing that would be uh, a good, solid cross-country airplane. Think of it like a, a Cherokee 6. It was stable and safe and a bit, good bit quicker than that 172. And so he was able to make around 35 to 38 miles an hour airspeed uh, throughout the flight. And he was blessed with really good tailwinds. I love uh, that.
0: It's is this not reminiscent of having a conversation with a warbird pilot? Yes,
1: yes, it is. Dealing with Rob, where, yes. where you
0: think they can hear you, but they can't they hear can't what hear it you're a, saying. They can't the, hear either. You even. have to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's back. We've only.
2: Hey, listen. This, what what goes on in Scottsdale stays in Scottsdale. That's,
0: right. That's, <laughs> That's right. That's a good thing. Oh God! So when I was when I was a kid, Eric, help me understand your aerobatics because when I was a kid. I always wanted to get the swing going as fast as I could, and I always wanted to loop the swing, go right over the top. And I would try that, and I'd get to the point where I almost did it. And the worst day, I got to about uh, you know 90 degrees up above the swing post, and that's when it started coming down again. Oh, and, no. <laughs> yeah. So when I watch you guys doing your, your little loops that are going around and around the, the parachute, I, I keep having that vision <laughs> How, who was the first guy to do that? How did you figure out you could fly them aerobatically?
2: Well, the the kind of flying that we showcase during the show, we actually really show three different types of flying, between the formation kind of benign flying, where we're flying inches away from each other, but very straight level comfortable, to the power aerobatics, which is where we're utilizing the, the force of the engine to push ourselves over the top of the wing. Uh, and then what you're talking about, which is unpowered aerobatics, where they actually build momentum, swing themselves over the top of the glider, and they begin flipping backwards uh, at you know about eight Gs. So it's not it's not a lightweight pressure uh, experience. It's pretty crazy. Uh, well, it is eight Gs. Okay, wow. Yeah, the top and bottom they're pulling about eight Gs, and so it's uh, it's a lot of effort, it's a lot of physical effort. We actually one of our pilots after Sun and Fun last year, we were attempting a world record, and he exited an airplane with his paraglider at twenty three thousand feet in an attempt to get over a thousand rotations. But last minute, the FAA made him add an additional reserve parachute, which was pressing on his chest and the 22 pounds of pressure on his chest times eight. Ooh. He ended up having to abort at about 18,000 feet. So he had a long flight down. Oh, that's <laughs> but, just oh, like man. every one of my commercial flights. I've just got to work. <laughs> <it>. Wait. <clears throat> yeah. So the, I don't know who the first guy was. I, I believe pal to catch was the first guy to do the, the, the infinite. I may be wrong. The, the, paraglider community has been flying actively since the late 70s, the paramotor community since the early 80s. And what we've seen so incredibly is over the last decade, massive, massive shifts and advances in technology. And just the last probably eight years have been at least five generational shifts in what these things can do and what their aerodynamics are capable of, their launch characteristics, everything else. It's like we're watching uh, you know, 1916 to 1930 with general aviation—it's really incredible.
1: I think that's that's amazing. Pretty soon, Rick will be uh, commuting on one of these because, you know, <laughs> you know of his exploits. Where are you, Peterson? Did you make it home last night? By the way, no, so I am. At home,
0: I actually have two weekends off. I'm going to work with the uh, the Red Arrows in Ottawa. They're they're in Halifax, and uh, on the weekend, they're going to do uh, their acceptance show with Transport Canada, because there's all the safety things to make sure that all the maneuvers and everything comply. And then the Royal Air Force Red Arrows are going to do some flybys with some other Canadian assets over the harbor in Halifax. And our colleague Dan McLaren is actually going to announce that. He's Every now and then, you know, he, he gets that little thing to go out and do some announcing. He's going to do their announcing, wait till they get a load out of Dano. And then, mm-hmm. uh, and then they're coming to Ottawa Gatineau, Aero Gatineau, and they're going to do their first full-up performance there next tuesday so i'll be in in the nation's capital up here on tuesday as they launch their north american uh tour there and then uh, as we know they're going to be uh, throughout the states and in other parts of canada throughout the summer months before they head back as the fall starts to happen and uh, we're excited to have them over here the red arrows are cool it's different and uh their 12 jets have they've spent a little bit of time in iceland and greenland and then in labrador now they're in the uh in the Maritimes in Nova Scotia. And they'll be making their way to Ottawa next weekend or next week, Tuesday. You
2: know, Rob Ryder mentioned earlier that, uh, I have a desire to be an air show announcer in my next life. And, and he's, it's because of things like this, where you get to go hang out with some of the coolest pilots in the world and you get to share their joy of flight with others. And it just, ah, I'm so jealous. There you go.
1: Well, we, we would welcome that Eric. I mean, just come on anytime. Rob, yeah. Rob, especially Rob's, you know, he's, he's slowing down a little bit. He's, uh, He's already well. He's already in Scottsdale, Arizona. I think he's just I mean.
0: falling asleep. Yeah, I actually. think he has. I'm
1: still here, and oh, I can, you can hear you.
2: <laughs> stop it! And and Rick, you have two weeks off. I've got this folk music deal here this weekend, and then I don't have a show until just after, um, just after the um, uh, the first of uh, just day after Labor Day. That's when I get back to work.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I've had like About eight weeks cool off. You know, I've I've had a, an eternity off. But uh, moving back to the country,
2: but I'm, yeah, actually I'm an entrepreneur. On the I don't know how you guys get this time off thing. I don't understand it. I I, I think I had six days off last year.
0: Well, it's great. Well, well, we're to try. Well, it. Well, we're trying to say, because you, you see, <laughs> you're, you're working too it.
2: hard. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no. you're working too hard, dude. You you it's are totally worth
1: it. You are making the money and you are having fun. But uh, I, I think it's I think it's terrific. And everybody uh, this summer has has been looking forward to seeing uh, the RAF Red Arrows, and it's going to be a terrific summer. I think the late summer, early fall that we're going into. I am um, looking here. I don't remember. I, it's the twenty fourth and twenty fifth that I'll see them up in New York uh, at the uh, New That's York right. International yeah, yeah, Show. So. When they Kansas come down never, from that uh, that place in Canada, or where, whatever that country's called, that's
0: right. Peterson they, lives. They won't be collecting as much ice on the wings and stuff. It'll be, uh, it'll be <laughs> for wealthy.
2: whatever for whatever reason. I don't get any shows with the Red Arrows this year, but there is one show that I'm doing in September. I think it's that same weekend that you met or in New York. It's the Oceana show, and there is a big, big change in Oceana this year for the first time in the history. Of the master jet base at Virginia Beach, the Blue Angels will not be at their show. The wow. Thunderbirds will be.
0: Howdy! Yeah. I'm just thinking of, of. I mean, that's just uh, different. Is I guess <laughs> yes. the best way to put it. But,
2: and and in my career, that's I've had happened one other, one other time. The Thunderbirds came to Miramar once, oh. and the Blues came right back the next year. But I tell you, it is so strange. It'll be so strange to see. Well it'll be in one sense a relief to see something other than just hornets and super hornets flying overhead.
0: <laughs> well it'll be interesting.
2: It will be I was at the Miramar show when the uh, when the Thunderbirds flew. I was there as a photographer at the time. Oh, oh, my gosh. Okay. It was one of the most stunning backdrops because you never have clouds in San Diego, but we had thunderstorms and it was one of the most beautiful shows I've ever been to. I'm glad you remember it as that. I just remember that. Well, Matt, Matt, and I will be at Miramar again this year, and Rick, you've done it uh, as well. Yeah. And uh, the thing that we remember is not the stunning backdrop, but the stunning length of the show. It is a long one.
0: <laughs> well, wait a minute! You're doing Miramar, and the uh, the Red Arrows are at Miramar, so you are at the Red Arrows.
2: Yes. Oh well, and yeah. good. I'm glad they're going to be there. Then I I'll no be able to hear the them. moment.
1: Yeah, he has no idea at the moment, Rob. That's all. that's all that is. Well listen, I we, well we're almost out of time, I think. Can you believe it? We're almost well, out of time. Oh crap. We missed we missed the
2: call. Yeah, we missed, we missed the call. Well no. Melby. not on oh.
1: No Melby is on the road, but but listen it, I, I think we're on to something here, Eric. With with a little bit of training, Ricky Peterson Ricky yeah. Peterson could debut with a new formation act with John Melby and maybe Jackie. Maybe Jackie B. <laughs> I'm in. I, I think. I'm in 100%. I think we could have the, the Wings of Thunder with uh, with Ricky P and lasers and sponsors. Lasers without thunder. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, no, I think Wings of we, Thunder. I think you could get a, a burrito sponsorship, and it would just be. I see. It would yeah, be oh amazing. Oh. It would be amazing, <laughs> I knew at some point
0: this would go south, and there yeah, it is. there right it goes,
1: there. going <laughs> yeah. on the Brought south. Brought to road. you by Zantac 150, in case you get heartburned. <laughs> That's right. By the way, Here. by the way, I do want to thank our sponsor for today's broadcast. And, uh, and this, that is? That, that is no kidding. We have a new sponsor and, and a huge thank you to Friendly Jerry's Hot Dogs down there in Hell's Kitchen, uh, New York, where you can get a wiener any way you want it till 4 in the morning. That's Friendly Jerry's in Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen, New York. So, a big thank yep. you to Friendly Jerry's for stepping up and uh, a wiener us... any
0: way you want it, anytime.
2: Uh, well, no, until I four get...
1: until four in the morning. I mean, he's oh, very I'm specific.
2: Sorry. They have to have some time to reset. I guess. Yeah. Now, now, as as a, as, a, as a partner in this podcast,
1: I got to know: was this a cash deal or is it just? Giving no, you no, gift no. We, we got we got new T shirts. We can get a wiener any way we want, any way you want it till just, four in the morning.
2: I feel the need. I feel the need to to share that Paradigm is the only completely non sponsored act sponsored by absolutely no one in the world except for my own pocketbook. And in fact, we're the only non sponsored act that at other air shows have sponsored other air show acts. So we sponsored Luca Bertosio. a ton of fun last year. And so we're the only unsponsored act that's still going out and sponsoring other acts, which I believe we're the only air show act to sponsor other air show acts. So why don't you share some of your wieners? We need these things. Well we're gonna All talk right, to well, we'll talk to friendly Jerry. Away
0: from our no no you stay away from our sponsor. <laughs> friendly Jerry <laughs> yeah. would love to sponsor. But at you. the same time that is that is
2: unbelievable. And know. and then, yeah, and then Eric in the in the midst Eric of your of your business plan I would strongly suggest you rethink it. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly it's not exactly designed to make us money. It's the it's, uh, the whole hope is that we find a sponsor that keeps us afloat because we, yeah. as much as we want to do more air shows, last year we were invited to 29 different air shows uh, for 2019, and we turned down all but three. And uh, it's, a, it's a sad thing to, to have to do that, but just do the cost. I mean, we're, we're bringing in Boy. pilots from the, Europe, from the Far East, as well as from all over the U.S. Training weeks, uh, you know, our average cost to an air show is considerably more than we can charge for it. And the shows that we chose to go to are the shows that don't pay, because they're the biggest ones. So, well, <laughs> think of that, We are happy first. to have you at Owensboro last year. Oh, I had so much fun with you. Actually, I, I have to tell a story, if it's okay. I know we were out of time. So we we, of are, out of time. So, we time. are out of time. We literally are stole- out of time. But, but All right. Thirty-second story. Rob Ryder. Rob Ryder gave me a a li- once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. To share the announcers' booth with him for every act except for the blues, and it was one of the most joyful things I've ever done because I always wanted to be up there. I always thought it would be entertaining. I thought I had enough knowledge, enough experience, but being able to do it and uh, and have him count the words I shouldn't use over and over again uh, was truly fantastic. So, Rob, and, you, you, and you got me on. You're welcome. You got me on some too, and that was helpful as well. Yeah. Hey, hey, uh, Matt,
0: Eric, Rob, never, Eric. If Rob ever shared the stage with you? He's never saved the stage. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, not you've never true. complimented his Hefner wear. I, I appreciate
1: the man looking like that. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, can tell you, uh-huh. uh, I, I'm not going to bring up Robo again. But what fun! What fun, guys! And, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just happy to have you on, Eric. Thanks for coming on with another episode of Prop Wash with myself, Matt Jolly, with Rick Peterson and Rob Ryder. And and seriously, I, I think thought that's Rob me.
0: play us out this week. He's there with his guitar and everything. He's not going to do that. Nope.
2: He
1: never plays. No, I'm anymore.
0: not
2: never plays I anymore. do play but I'm I, it's across the room in the case that's all right. Hey everybody, I'm Rob Ryder. We are weirdies already, we already did all that but okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, but Very I thought good. maybe if every guy got to be, got to do their own name it would be it would feel like go, go more right like ahead. we're all apart Go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Eric farewell. It's been a real pleasure <laughs> to spend some time with you all.
1: <laughs> Thanks to Friendly Jerry's Hot Dogs. Like them on Facebook at Friendly Jerry's Hot Dogs. Uh, they're our in the, sponsor. Our new sponsor. God We're so bless happy. America. That's right. Yes. In Hell's Kitchen, New York. So long, everybody. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> <So long. laughs> oh, dear. They only have 69 likes. <laughs> we got to get them some more.
0: right there, please.